Hello travel lovers, welcome to Check-in Story podcast. This is a place for travel stories where passionate travelers speak with us and spread the joy of traveling. In today's episode, I am speaking with Hemant and Sangeeta, a couple from Mumbai originally, now shifted to a beautiful place which they own called as Hideout. If you're looking for a place where you can get peace, silence and a little hideout from the busy city life, Hideout Farm is the place for you to visit. During our conversation, we have touched upon several topics like uh, traveling with kids, homeschooling, soil building, green waste smoothie and um, sacred garden. So this is a super interesting conversation which I had uh, with Hemant and Sangeeta. I'm sure you guys will love this and enjoy our conversation. So without further delay, let's get into the show. So, Hemant, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming, especially to Hideout. It has been a great experience since yesterday and uh, we we had intended to record this early morning, but we enjoyed the swim and the waterfall experience. Post-lunch, we are doing this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, let's start with a question which I love to ask when I speak with people is, what are your childhood travel memories? So, how, how your travel journey very, began? Very, very happy. Every winter, I went to my nani's house, my mom's side, grandmother, to Delhi. Mm-hmm. And we were a joint family. Right. And in those days, we used to have these roll-ons. Right. Hindi means bistra ban kehte. Right. So, we used to pack before and start getting ready for the travel. Mm-hmm. And my mother would say, sit, jump, and you have to tie the leather straps. So there was excitement even before the travel. Right. And it was winter, and we used to go in this train to Delhi, and uh, we used to be jumping up and down like monkeys. And there, when we used to be in Delhi, we pampered with the best of food, over a hundred families, one month, Lunch and dinner out at every different family's nice, house. Nice. Amazing excitement. I can never forget it. And then from there we go to the mountains. Sure. So so have you have you carried the same excitement even when you travel now? Like that yeah. enthusiasm. So has it has it grown or has it I how, think, how it is? I think everything in life is a reflection of your life. Hmm. Hmm. It's got nothing to do with the excitement of my travel. Travel, yeah. It's the excitement in my life, in right. my day-to-day life. Great. So, as you said, it is fun. The place that we are sitting in uh-huh. is is a fun place. Hideout. Yeah. So, can you speak about how the idea of hideout came uh, to your mind? And it has been, I think, 28 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, completed 28. 28 completed. Yeah. So, can you tell us about the hideout as a concept and how how you see it yourself and how you want people to see it okay so we'll break it up in different yes yeah we can we can break this up <laughs> it's a very parts. long answer yes so just and uh, so when i bought this land i bought it with a friend mm-hmm. and uh, it was uh, honestly very arrogant we used to go to delhi every year and my uncles were all big shot bungalows and you know scotch i'm talking about the 60s you know not many people could afford good whiskey. We yeah. were, they were having scotch and, you know, barbecue and a back garden and 
servants right. and maids mm. and arrogance. Mm. Mm. So I visualize 60, I'll retire, I'll have my garden, I'll have my maids and servants and everything sorted out and barbecue and scotch and all that, wine and all that. But as I started, right from the beginning, I was in Ratnagiri to buy the Alfonso plants. And when I was leaving, this guy took me to his house, this old man, and offered me dinner. And he said, outside there's an ST stand where you can catch a local state transport bus or you can catch a luxury bus to Mumbai. But I would recommend, somewhere my intuition says, you need to sit in the truck with these mango plants and drive to your farm. I said, what? Truck from Ratnagiri all the way. It's like 12 hours of bad roads. He says, exactly. It's like having a wife sitting with you and sending her with a truck driver with all these potholes. You definitely have a (laughs) miscarriage. Yes. These are my babies, he said. Right. And Mm. I've really nurtured them. And if you don't take them well, you will always say, this guy didn't give me quality plants because they died. So you need to watch every pothole and sit in front in the cabin and make sure your plants reach home well. Mm -hmm. So I think people sensed also my inner being. Mm. And when I planted these trees on my own, Mm. every time I was working on the farm, I would experience some joy in nature. Mm. Just to let you know, when we bought it, there was only one tree 29 years back. Mm. It was barren land with stones. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Now you have earthworm casts outside even the houses. It's right. everywhere. It's vermicompost. Right. Yeah. Because we've been building soil for 15 years now. Yeah, that was interesting. We'll cover yeah. that part yeah, later, yeah, building yeah. up the soil, soil part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the whole Hydod experience started even before I was married. Mm, mm. And slowly I started dissolving my own facade. And the big challenge for me is not the problem outside. It's the oneness with, to adapt as an urban guy to a rural setup. Mm. And the pampering I had, I'm a South Bombay Kulaba guy. I was so bloody lazy, didn't move my bum to get a glass of water. My father would always say to my mom, let him go and help himself to get a glass of water. Why are you pampering him so well? And you had to feed the cow five times in a day water. Mm. I used to cry. All by yourself. All by myself. Right. There were times, we always had people, but yes. sometimes when there was no labor, sure. you, you have, have to do, do everything. I worked 20 hours. Right. I would sleep at like 4 or 3 in the morning mm. and get up at 6. Mm. And I worked like that for months sometimes, in summer. Mm. We had electricity problems. We invested in a solar system because we thought 10, 12 years also we won't have electricity, proper electricity supply. So hideout is basically a reflection of our inner joy. Powerful. Mm. My journey, my wife's journey, my, now my children's journey. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and as a family now. And the biggest blessing is my mother, who is no more there. But she's even now blessing the space. So so essentially it is an escape from something like a busy city life or 
how do you see people look at hideout right now or if you want to have travelers who want to seek this joy yeah so i would say very simple in nature there is a place and a moment for every being hmm hmm right it took years for 22 for 12 years for us to sit under a shade took 22 years for the birds to stay here and be our permanent residents hmm it took about 25 years for the crickets to come Mm-hmm. And for cricket hops into your brain. This is a cricket insect. We can't eat this food. I said, man, they're all over. There are cockroaches which are part, not the ones you see in the city in the garbage, but there are flying cockroaches which are part of the ecosystem. They break down the soil. Mm-hmm. The frogs, the bees. How we've just allowed all of them to be, the rats, the snakes, the termites, everybody. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there is place for every soul. Mm. The question is, it depends what you are searching for. Nice. Ah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> It's a very far-fetched thing. <laughs> People are not searching for anything. You just kind of wanting a break, man. Right. They just want a break. I just want a Saturday, Sunday, just two days break. But for us, Anita and me, and Aditya. Yeah, we are all searching for meaning. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. We found lots. Still exploring more. We want to share that experience with people. Hmm. Hmm. So if you want to come to Hyderabad, you search for yourself. Right. What am I? What is my being? What's my purpose? I know everybody sleeps starved in the city. Hmm. They can sleep here for three days. Trust me. Right. Yeah, just come here, sleep. It heals you, man. Heals you. Yeah, it just heals you. Right. We we've been doing kids camp for fifteen years. Hmm. Mothers come and they slept for three days, boss. We were only polite by waking up for every meal. <laughs> the last two three years, I don't wake up people for meals. Yeah, let okay. it be. Let it because you want to eat food as it is. Hmm. Hmm. But why should you be waking up? Hey, get up, have breakfast. Hey, get up, have lunch. Get up, dinner. I always tell people the food is served there. Just wake up when you have to wake up. Hmm. Hmm. Because sleep is like food. Trust me, with this new world and computers, hmm. lots of stress, buddy. Heyman, can you tell us about uh, traveling with kids or traveling as a family? So you have been traveling with. the kids a lot uh it could be your journey from mumbai to this place as well as your trips as a family so how how people should explore that or how we, what is your experience so as we were growing and the kids were small when i say as you were growing right i mean you were growing inside right not in age but at that moment you need an environment and you need to carry that environment with you mm. so i organize sangeeta and me would organize ourselves so what do we carry we mm. carry our peeler we carry our knives we carry our chopping board we carry our bullet mixer machine mm. 
our nuts our first is salad and fruits if we are to drive down to goa first day in the morning aditya and me will go to the market now it's ayana yeah. go and buy a fresh fruits i was there for a jazz festival in november last even single i went and bought like 10 kilos of fruit fruits just fruits yeah Three four kilos of dates. Mm. If I'm going and socially meeting anybody, I'm coming with my fruit. Mm. Mm. So simple. Even if I would go anywhere, I make sure I'm organized. Mm. For twenty five years in Mumbai, even when I was staying there, if I had to go for a dinner to a family or the best restaurant, I would make sure we had our salad. Every night when we would have to go out one mm. bowl in front while driving my wife and me and one with the kids behind nice because a you are reaching very late it's past your dinner time b by the time you reach there you are really hungry you grab the first thing that comes into your without side. even thinking whether this is healthy whether i should eat this and stuff like you are driven by hunger man mm. Mm. healthy is not the question at that point yeah exactly you are so desperately you hungry that. yes Yes. And you want to get over there because it's past your dinner time. Right. So basically, having yourself organized will help you to plan family travel better. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Right. Like oh, we went to Jamie Kashmir too. once. We went to Kashmir yeah. once. Yeah. So, so we, hey man. Yeah. So let's let's welcome Sangeeta on to the show. Uh, Sangeeta, welcome to the show. We are having a great time speaking with uh, Heyman. and uh, as and when we are discussing feel free to chip in and uh, share your thoughts as well yeah heman so yeah sorry hello so we you you were talking about you had planned a trip to, to kashmir. kashmir yeah so we it was a long trip hmm so we went with a very close couple hmm from pune whose kids were in the same age group are like us they had a farm they were very conscious so instead of eating junk we were eating kagzi badam and cherries in the whole journey in the car mm. we mm. had boxes and kilos mm. of kagzi badam mm. boxes of cherries were eating like snacks right mm. you know we definitely ate the meat balls one day for breakfast and there was nothing and we all ate it you know right so i'm just saying so it's, it's with whom you're moving around Hmm. And so, so consciously choose where you want to stay. Exactly, exactly. Because we had a car, we'd never go and stay in a hotel in the city or town. Right. We'd just go to an off-beat place, ten, fifteen kilometers outside the city and town, right. and just so, see where the kids would enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So organize and seek what you want. Yeah. While you are traveling is the key. The key for uh, yeah. all our listeners. Right. Food. If you go on a holiday, you don't want to fall sick. Exactly. By yes. eating rubbish. Yes. Or if you're in the mountains, we made sure we were eating at home, at homestays. Yeah. For me to go to a resort, if you ask me today, I cannot eat in a five-star hotel, mm-hmm. especially if it's a buffet. So you are a big fan of homestays, it seems. No, I'm a good fan of good energy. Good energy. Oh, that is yeah. important. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Because you also have travel stories, but you meet a lot of travelers. So, like we met. Like I have been here for two days, and I met 
बेन नाइमेट कैरन नाइमेट जीनल एंड आई ऑल्सो मेट निकोला फ्रॉम फ्रांस पैरिस सो सो यू बींग योर एट हाइड आउट यू मीट अ लॉट ऑफ ट्रेवलर्स so yeah. do you do you have some interesting travel stories which they have shared with you which have kind of been in your memory or you can think of couple of stories that one guy who traveled who was a trekker and he gave us a lot of uh, the, the doctor idea as yeah very an indian doctor who is a dermatologist mm-hmm. okay from vasai okay hard core trekker mm mm-hmm. travels to all the peaks and all the high skills in in india so he's like a walking encyclopedia for us right if you want to go anywhere he already done it hmm he's sharing a lot right yeah. we had a, another guy who came from uh, south africa he was an iron man i oh, didn't so even know about an iron man hmm hmm right when he was here his journey was a spiritual journey right yeah so it's it was, a tough race to complete yeah and uh, but his whole thing was and guess what the day he reached here the first day i took him to the waterfall oh so man like straight jumping into the case hmm hmm he was there man right i actually see nature does it hmm we are hmm. only facilitating yeah uh-huh. right and uh, i will come up with story and sure, share sure, it sure. will come up yeah yeah yeah, yeah i come yeah. up with some nice experience so so i'll share one very nice mm. uh, uh, we had this couple here about i think 10 years back 9 10 years back wow they came from london mm. uh, sick but uh, born brought up in uk mm mm-hmm. uh, great grandparents i think were from india so the regions are Indian, but all his UK based Swiss right. wife. He came for the honeymoon. At Hyderabad. At Hyderabad. Nine years back, and uh, very fond of photography. Hmm. This guy was the only man when Lehman Brothers broke down. <laughs> he was the only guy kept back because he, in London because he spoke Japanese and a Japanese hmm. company took over, hmm. and. he had the skill to make his wife stand behind anybody hmm. with a white sheet and he would go and take a picture in okay. the middle of india he had come to rajasthan huh. and then to hyderabad and they were flying back hmm. so hmm. the honeymoon was jaisalmer and hyderabad ha huh. so we would go in the middle of the market in a village and i should really get scared of me getting or he getting beaten up beaten <laughs> And the wife would so skillfully go behind with the white sheet, and he would take a picture. Hmm. Very passionate photographer. Nice. And we built a relationship for a period of time. When they conceived, when the baby was coming up, we saw the, the stomach at different months, and we met the baby when they were born, and the baby is growing, the second baby coming, and I happened to be in UK, in London last year. as invited and i spent most of my time with them nice and i felt so connected and i told them i'm proud to tell you you are one of the most spiritually connected souls i have met 
my life mm. and they don't practice yoga they don't practice meditation and they don't practice any particular form cult religion mm. pure humanity mm. i think this is this is the uh, different part of for hideout or off hideout yeah. that you instantly have connections with people you meet here Yeah. So yesterday we had a good long chat with people who are staying here other than me or my colleague. Yeah. So this is this is what I think the travelers also bond with each other uh depending on how the place is. Yeah. And your place has that energy or uh that vibe I would say. This somehow one of my teachers when my mentor Jahangir Palkiwala Hmm. A yoga teacher from South Bombay. Hmm. He never locks his car in Mumbai, and he always says, "He never locks his car." No, hmm. till date. He Great. always said, "The robber is within." Hmm. And I was very blessed that he trusted me, and he gave me an opportunity to be very close and work very closely with him, even in private spaces. And I learned from him, or inherited. and got blessed by his virtues that i could actually live with my gate open hmm i doubt the gate has been open for 28 years plus years we don't have a proper compound we sleep out currently yeah. we are sleeping for the last four months ayana sangeeta and me on the tree house we are in summer in the ending of summer we still sleep with a blanket every night You know, so people are scared to come to hide out. So hot, the mosquitoes, the insects, all that story of fear within. Mm. You know, I'm not able to explore the real world. It's your personal challenge. Mm. Like we had a camp the other day, and the organizer asked uh, some of the parents, and she shared, you, you know, how's that? You guys came because most of the parents had questions were. Are there insects? Are there mosquitoes? Is it hot? And they didn't come for that reason. Hmm. Hmm. And as you can experience, we cut down the room temperature by fourteen degrees. Yes. Just by a very simple, of course, thought over ten years. Yes. But we could finally crack the code. Yeah. It feels. Yeah. It is cooler. Yeah. And we are the ending of summer now. Hmm. Hmm. We've crossed the forty-one degrees time. Right. It was twenty-seven in front of the cooler and twenty-nine in your room. Right. Yeah. We never allow guests to come in summer. We say very hot. Please don't come now. Come mm. in the monsoon. Hmm. Now we're very open. We tell them it's warm. It's summer. It's nice yeah. and pleasant. Like Nicole, who works for a big, big Paris, organization. Big organization. He's a senior guy. Yeah. He didn't even put on the cooler. Right. Right. Very comfortable. We were really concerned about somebody who lives in. Five stars, seven stars, and from that segment of the market, right. to make him comfortable, keep a wet towel for him, things like that. Mm. For people, for lots of people would keep wet towels. Mm. Mm. Uh, another interesting thing which I got to learn from uh, Sangeeta also about the homeschooling part of uh, of your children. Would be nice if Sangeeta can share. I would also share, but it would be nice to hear from Sangeeta. Right. We homeschool our older two kids even in the city. Right. 
22 years ago, maybe a little more, um, we decided as a group of parents, we were 30, and we decided we don't want to get into the conventional system. We could already see uh, there was materialism coming in, there mm. was mm, competition, there was uh, not so passionate teachers anymore. Then we thought we should do something different. Right. Yeah. So we as a group got down in the holidays to do or share our whatever we could with the kids. So every uh, day each parent would plan something for the kids for the next day like a trip to the, uh, what is it, um, the traffic park, right. just to teach them uh, traffic rules right. and then make a song around it, take your bicycles and go there. Right. You know? So every day there was one sharing that happened with each parent. We are all educated enough to at least teach simple, basic, but in a fun, loving way to the kids. So right. that's how we started and through the summer, we did this almost every day hmm. till it was time for admissions. Hmm. Hmm. And only two families decided to go ahead with homeschooling and the rest... Out of 30 of, only out two. Out of 30. Hmm. Hmm. Rest due to whatever pressures had to go into the mainstream. Right. So it was not easy then. But now in comparison, if you see 20 years down... Um, there are a lot of homeschoolers. There are a lot of uh, resources, resources available. Mm. Absolutely, mm. and it's not it's not it's not looked down upon. It's not like are you playing with your child's life? Mm. It's not mm. that anymore. Now parents know. Okay, school me kya hai aur hum, what do we want to give to our kids right. in terms of? A holistic way of living, not only education. Sure. Education starts at home. It doesn't even start in school. Mm. What you give as a family, as a joint family, as as a, a very sensitive parent to your child. School me With forty plus kids, how do you expect a teacher to take care of each and every kid? Right. Right. Oh yeah, it's been a journey for us with homeschooling. Two of my older kids homeschooled till they were eight. Then they went to a alternative world of school where I also learned, uh, trained and taught for a while. And then got out of it also because again it was a system. So it, it had it rules, had, it had protocols, yeah, it, it had, had a, a uniformity. Yes. Hmm. And uh, again you were bonded. Right. You were not free to do what you felt like doing. Right. It, it was a system. And so we pulled out our children out of school and they did private schooling and then went to college. And my littlest one, who's seven now, she's here at the farm she's unschooling. I'm not even saying homeschooling. It's unschooling. She is, she's amazing. Uh, I've, I've seen her cook. Yeah, and the way she explores the kitchen, <laughs> and uh, the way she is 
selecting her ingredients yeah. and not naming the dish <laughs> is something which is like she's treat to watch yeah. while she's yeah. cooking and yeah. that is something which is so good um and at the age of 7 i haven't seen anyone cook like this especially on a fire yeah so she keeps a tab on uh, how much is the fire do yeah. i need wood inside it what type of utensil to use yeah. how how hot that utensil should be and stuff like that so that is wonderful yeah it's wonderful so we are we are essentially talking about ayana who's uh, is called as anna uh, <laughs> here and she's the she's the guide uh, for for hideout so once you are here you should definitely make uh, friendship with her first and then uh, enjoy your stay at uh, hideout uh sangeeta i remember we discussing about um, your kids learning while they were traveling mm. by reading the hoarding so can you just narrate that incident to our listeners sure so while we used to travel from uh, bombay to the farm which used to be usually on a friday evening and it would take about 4 hours at that time 20 years ago from kulaba to the farm and all through the way of course there were hoardings on the bus on the bus stops on everywhere on the street and anicha my eldest daughter who is 25 now and she would learn to read from the hoarding so phonetics started from there nice pictures it was always because advertisement is so catchy right. you know you you just get caught by it and she wanted to know everything that was written on the board on the board hmm. yeah and, and you would see it through the week you would see it every time you go and she just learned like that she would go singing all the way to the farm she would sing 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 read 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 and we never had books in our hands ever to learn so that's right. how and the first time when she wrote a passage on chocolate actually uh-huh. Uh-huh. she wrote a little essay on chocolate she said i want to write something sure she wrote a whole passage about what chocolates are all about hmm. with with all wrong spellings okay all wrong all spellings, wrong spellings. Okay. but the phonetics was so right that a layman could read it just right you know hmm. so the idea here is to not try to correct the child while he is spelling wrong you know the idea is to let her flow right uh, and she flowed i guess i still have that copy of her essay and we would love to amazing. love to see the snap of it if you can <laughs> share it with me that would be amazing yeah uh, so sangeeta do you have any thoughts on responsible travel or responsible tourism because these days if you see uh it's a buzzword but not many people really know what responsible travel is and since hemant uh, was narrating as to how you planned your family trips of hmm. uh, you know by organizing yourself or kn- basically knowing what you want yeah uh that makes you responsible for sure yeah but these days uh, tra- travelers are joining the bandwagon of i am being responsible hmm. so any thoughts on that or any example of travelers who visited uh, the place see what happens there are two things to it um one is where you are traveling hmm. how you want to travel and uh, we we are very spontaneous in terms of 
वॉट वी वॉन्ट टू डू या बट ऐसे होता है कि कॉन्शियसली क्या कर रहे लाइक इवन वेन यू हैव गेस्ट कमिंग ह्योर एंड वी गो टू द वाटरफॉल एंड इट्स बिन अ लाइक अ पब्लिक हॉलीडे वेन यू गो टू प्लेस लाइक द लेक और द वाटरफॉल पीपल कम फॉर पिकनिक दे मेस यूल सी थमाकॉल प्लेट्स एवरीवेयर माई गॉड इट्स मैडनेस बी अर बॉटल बीन ब्रोकन सो एवरी टाइम वी गो टू द वाटरफॉल एंड वी गो विथ आर गेस्ट और वी हैव चिल्ड्रंस कैम्प वी ऑलवेज कैरी अ बिग बैग टू कलेक्ट ऑल द स्टफ दैट हैज बिन थ्रोन बाई पीपल you know and bringing it back to hmm. hide out i i saw human picking up plastic bottles yeah. today at the waterfall yeah. yeah yeah because unless you don't do it it will never happen and you cannot blame anybody for anything if you want to change you have to do right it. so so as simple as not throwing away plastic when you are traveling yeah it is a big thing for as a responsible uh, travel yeah would like to know your thoughts on responsible tourism or responsible travel how people should embrace that so was a very strong promoter of agro tourism mhm but for four and a half years i'm realizing it can be a very lopsided effect on rural india mhm as i mentioned earlier a urban person is carrying a lot of arrogance and attitude mm mm so he's telling the farmer listen i'm coming to your house because like i'm paying you in short indirectly i decided not to go to a resort or hotel but i thought i'll support some farmers mm 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 so you think are you bloody doing a blessing giving this guy a blessing are you gracing him no right you're carrying a arrogance right You should have the gratitude for a farmer to host you, boss. Ah, uh-huh. ah. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, again, the whole thing in India, you whether we doing agriculture, we going and spilling. You went in the morning. You saw how much junk I was picking up. Yes, I I mentioned that I saw you picking up plastic bottles and plastic. Been doing it for years, man. Hmm. Hmm. So where is the maturity? Where is the responsibility? so any any uh, i would say tips or tricks that people should follow like five simple steps that will kind of make you a responsible traveler any anything that people can take away e carry humility hmm simple yet powerful yeah hmm carry uh, gratitude So I've read about this farmer. I understand what his needs are. I carry something for the village, for the villagers. I don't know. Right. I consciously carry stuff. I know foreigners who carry bags of clothes, very dear. We're talking about a story. It just strikes me. Right. Very dear friend of ours, who's a Vipassana friend of mine. When he comes from Taiwan, he goes to all his friends and collects all the stationery and pens and rubbers and old pencils and. And mostly gets all new stuff. Hmm. Every year is getting a bag bigger and bigger bag. Hmm. And he goes personally to the school and to the village. This time, hmm. Ayana and we and he had his whole spiritual group. Right. The Vipassana group from Taipei. Hmm. Came and we went with a bag full, distributing two two pencils, three three, according to age group. Who needs crayons? Who needs uh, felt pens? Who needs uh, pencils? 
who needs a pen because it was a mix it was like dana right of all the friends which he personally went and collected the effort can you imagine he could have just bought it in taipei for that yeah. much time the humility right connects with that question mm-hmm. and bringing in and going out personally handing over the love for my villagers feeling are tanche kadun ek chinese for them it's chinese right right taiwan is full and the radiance and the mecca unconditional love the teacher was carrying all the students were carrying they were all done a 30 days vipassana uh, workshop in mumbai in india so carrying that and then all these petty things about don't throw bottles and don't carry plastic. carry a cloth bag and all all these that you was supposed to do as it is in your house on yes. a day to day basis yes. we all did it as kids our parents always had cloth bag nobody had plastic bags when we were young right so i i think that's a great point like you bring humility everything come follows with that and then you automatically turn into a response and then you build a relationship with that farmer or that person and see how you can add value to his life his family life and give him that respect hmm hmm that he his family has to feel he high court sa judge ala amcha gari This high court judge has come to our house, and he is respecting my father so much. Right. See, Gautam Buddha said, "I bow to a farmer." Right. One of the most noble profession. When I even people come to our farm, we have no rules. Right. The only rule we have is don't waste food. Yes. कुछ भी करो लेकिन खाना मत वेस्ट करो एंड हेमन गोज टू दी एक्सटेंड ऑफ इफ यू कांट ईट इट आई विल ईट बट डोंट थ्रो इट इन दिल्लीशन नॉट टू वेस्ट वन ग्रेन कुछ भी बसता था पहले मेल में खा लेते थे हेमन एंड संगीता आंटी वॉट देन देर नो रूल्स एंड रेगुलेशन लाइक संगीता से Right. And there's a respect for every grain. Every religion in the world says that it's yeah. a sin to throw food. It's so rubbish to make this statement. Right. It's weightless. You all hear it as a child. Right. See, everywhere in the world, east, west, north, south of this universe, everybody is throwing food. You cannot throw food. Right. Like when I go to the Himalayas, I'm in touch with one family. Somebody introduced me. I said, I want to meet your whole family. But this guy thought, "Are you what now?" So everybody is so busy, you know. Farmer has a time for gossip and chat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, people think that farmers have no all the work. time. Yeah, they think they have all the time in the world. They have right. no time to die also. <laughs> yeah. So I was very adamant. I want to talk to your family, boss. Before I left, he got fourteen, fifteen people, mm. all his cousins, mm. uncle, taya, chacha, mama. Everybody was there, brothers, cousins, all were there. I will give them a massage, yeah. Huh? Just to serve them, boss. They were so embarrassed. I was taking their feet on my body and massaging them. They were saying, "No, no, boy, what are you doing? I said, 'I am doing your service, boy. You have so many generations have served this earth and fed us.'" I mean that level of humility. 
so hideout and its vision for coming years you would love to know about how do you see hideout in say 5 years 10 years from now well like one great saint who came and said him it's your time now your things are going to manifest you sown the seeds the trees have grown the fruits are come it's going to be all effortless hmm hmm you know so the whole thing is that the manifestation has to be effortless hmm like the bee buzzing and going on the flower like the rain drops the rain everything in nature the whole thing is that we are driven by this do this use your damn brains use your head hmm nobody is listening to the heart hmm i was stuck in the heart nobody said nobody just stuck in the heart it's your soul so now right. i am in the soul space right so sangeeta nadita did a process with the nlp Uh, I call him a master, hmm. Ashok Subramanian from Shinota. dot com, who's part of this community, and it took almost a couple of hours to see where we are going from now. Hmm. Hmm. What is our need? Right. So our need is to share this beautiful place with people who are not romancing in nature, like Ashok puts it. Mm. But are experiencing how it is to live on a farm, right? But actually working for four hours in the main kitchen, or using their passion and compassion, right? Or working on the farm because if we don't work, we won't eat. Hmm. Hmm. If we don't cook, we don't eat. How do you convert that food we grow, that conscious food we grow, food we grow, to co- consciously consume it? Right. By cooking it in deep oil and killing it, hmm. or just a light sauté or a raw food. Right. And that depends on the seva bhav. And I connect all this with satsang. Right. Sat, truthful company. Right. And that has to happen in long stays. Exactly, I was, I was about to say that it has to happen over a week or ten days. One month, six or months, a month, three months, probably. Yeah. yeah. So before we go into the longer vision, the purpose of the community, we as a family we are facilitating the space, creating a network, bringing like-minded people together, healers. People from the urban space hmm. to come to a rural space and guide them through a natural journey, or giving them even the space to be themselves. Right. Like I earlier said, they may want to sleep, they may want to read, they may want to work on the farm, they may want to swim like we did for hours, five hours today, right. be in the waterfall for hours. Right. Detox. Go on raw food. Go and serve the villagers. Anything and everybody, but long stays, but work. Right. Volunteering as a group. Right. For long stays. We recently had a Swiss guest who came for two days. He had come from Kerala, doing yoga and Ayurveda. So I knew he's just in that space. Right. I went to pick him up from the local. village 
and give him a ride home. And knowing that the space he came, so he says, "What's that hideout?" I said, "It's called inner yoga." What's inner yoga? Hmm. Hmm. I obviously you can't experience it in two days. Right. And I said, "You must stay on." Right. I said, "You can volunteer." He started volunteering. He said, "How do I experience?" It? I said, "Work with the soil." And being Swiss and being a hundred percent guy. Right. This is culture. Typically, who come from that space and understand because I've been there, lived there, and I see the suffering of being that hundred percent hmm. person. Hmm. Perfectionist. Perfectionist. Like Sangeeta noticed, even <laughs> there would be no sound when he ate in a plate or on the table. So like a meticulous eating of everything. Yeah, it's meticulous. Very, very organized. Organize is an understatement. Yeah, actually, <laughs> perfect. perfect. This is an understatement. I really overly, I, overly perfect. Overly art. perfectly art. <laughs> very, very well put. Yeah, very well put. And then I said, I doubt is Numu an organic farm. Hmm. It's a sacred garden. Wow. That's a, so. Can you can you speak? This is interesting. Sacred garden. So. Because can you, what can are you, you putting? What did the farmer of the world do? Hmm. He and his family and just served Mother Earth. There was no this modern farming and growing to grow and sell. Even now, when I go to the Himalayas, they tell me, "This is sir, we are watching television, mm. and we are wondering India has really prospered. Where everybody has so much down there because we are up in the mountains, really high up. Mm. But only everybody is landing up in hospitals." Yeah. Right. What's the purpose? We get two hundred rupees a day for a few months of family. Thousand rupees, thirty thousand, one two lakhs. Enough. Enough to buy our shoes, something to walk to school for my kids, to buy a bulb. Good food. Food they grow. Yeah, food they grow. And whatever they have, they exchange between the family. They have abundance. When you go into their house, they offer you tea, water, and the most expensive thing is walnuts. Hmm. Which is eight hundred to twelve hundred rupees a kilo, but that's a that's a custom. Mm. Mm. A city guy will offer the cheapest thing in his shelf. Like a parleji or something. Parleji, <laughs> <laughs> five rupees packet. Mm. 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 He's technically poor. So we are coming back to the future is, and why the community? Why all these people? See this area. Was the biggest teak wood forest of Maharashtra, and mm. the Adivasis, mm. and the local tradition and culture of the local people here, the the tribal uh, tribal population and the upper caste and whoever is there, every the local population, local population. Mm. Mm. We've been embraced and supported by these people. Right. I'm sure I was born to serve. This is my journey. And to rejuvenate this forest by not by consciously creating it a conscious forest, yeah. So not planting teak wood. Sorry. Right. Please. Speak about uh, the concept, the soil building. Yeah. Because of my dyslexia, I don't read much books, and I don't understand too much. <laughs> yeah. But I sometimes get the plot. And if I get any plot, I only practice it. Hmm. Hmm. That's my nature. Hmm. Hmm. 
like when I share Luis's book, mm. the person reads the whole book and says, "I got it." Mm. I take few days to read Luis because everything I'm page I'm reading, I am going to put into practice. Mm. So we reached a point that after twelve years, everything was the fruit reached a peak and started going down. So I was very fortunate to meet. A guy called uh, Dabolka, Professor Dabolka, who's no more, and he exposed me to this thing called soil building, hmm. where you are consciously building a forest, more than forest. So it will take centuries. You will build with biomass and other materials around you. So for fifteen years, we've been building soil. Around every tree and plant. Hmm. So when I told you earlier, the insects came, the birds came. They're not coming for the fruit. Hmm. Everybody wants to have sex. Everybody wants to have babies in peace and in a nice, comfortable environment. So you're creating an environment for everybody to multiply. Right. So physically, we create that soil. Right. So, which happened earlier by recycling, right? Hmm. Like we have different bins. The wet food goes to the cow. That's my digester. In an urban space, you would need a digester. Right. We have other food for the chickens or for the ducks. So, this is all consciously learned, and we want practice this, and we want people to do this. Like in the city, what can you do? Easiest thing. In the morning, when you chopped up all your greens or your vegetable and your fruit waste, huh. and you've already used a mixer or blender or whatever, mm-hmm. you put everything in it, run it through, and put it in your plants. Right. So you got a green waste smoothie or a juice, That's and you don't need water for your plants. Mm-hmm. You don't need manure for your plants. The plants will grow healthy. You recycle, and you see how much life will come back into your house. Right. So is this is a this is a new term, Hemant. Is this coined by you by any chance? No, actually, the green waste smoothie. I just liked it. No, maybe... because I see, I knew about it because I practiced so many things. My mom was someone from that school. Ah. She said, you know, why waste karna? When ah. I told her I do this, she said, "Hey, me a patte ko bhi cut cut ke." She would cut things up, you know. Hmm. So she realized. So what were you doing in soil building? So anything as thick as Uh, your small finger, like wood, you would put twigs in the soil below for aeration. A tree, put a layer of uh, good top soil. Something what we call amrut jal is cow dung, cow urine. We used to use molasses, but now we use organic jaggery, and we make a liquid, a tea. And we use it every twenty-four hours. Now, with my son coming, we've gone into semi-automation uh-huh. and making things very fast in volume. Right. So it's really more practical on a larger scale. Right. We did this in fifty-liter drums, five drums in different parts of the farm. Manually make it, manually pour it, carry it on your head. Now we have five hundred-liter drums. All the kitchen waste water goes into that. It's outside the cow shed every day. The cow. Dung goes there every day. It's recycled and every day it's put. 
so it's a continuous it's like food every day you can't give seasonal manuring to the plants right mm. so it's giving food like your system right so this, so things like that so my mom picked up and then later on now this i've been getting this whatsapp with some iitins have worked in they made a lovely chart lovely pictures all there we we actually have gone through all these processes mom told me are mixer bandai hai sab dal denge we the mixers dirty we'll put everything together mm. and let's just do it yeah so we've seen it and seen it with all this pain doing all this effort mm. I really don't need to do it because I've got my cow and so digester. Yeah. Right. But in the urban space, we need to. Yeah. Yes. It's a compulsion. Uh, very few people are uh, actually thinking over all these things in the cities. Priority is to make money, no? Because that's what you've been educated for, and that's what your parents pushed you for: for the highest marks and the best job, and the best boy and the best girl. Hmm. Hmm. Except your mother told you do it from your heart, and she was in pressure. She said, "You study, man. You right. better get good marks. <laughs> right. Father's going to kill you and kill me." Right. Yeah. Good. Ah, interesting. So, Sacred Garden. I, uh, I'm sure the listeners are going to be excited to visit the place for longer period of time, and that's how we want to have a community which gives back to. the mother earth as you say um so time for rapid fire questions so these can be short answers or long answers however you feel um so let's let's run through these questions quickly sangeeta you can also chip in with your uh, opinions or your answers basically so tents or rooms sleeping out sleeping out yeah that's the third option so under the sky under the sky We slept out for twenty-five years. Now, mm-hmm. last four months we're sleeping on the tree house. Ultimate. Mm. I've been just telling Sangeeta and my younger one, we need to build more tree houses. Right. Every day you see sunrise. Every day you see sunset. Right. No walls, bottom line. That's what Sangeeta is trying to get at. No walls. Drop the walls. Drop the walls. Good. Experience the magic. Yes. And seasonal monsoon obviously going to be indoors. Right, right. So tents I, are fun in winters. Right. That's for the joy. So I think the next question which I had was similar, which said, "Is it star-studded sky or white ceiling?" <laughs> which means that we have the answer <laughs> for the next question also. Uh, jungle or beach? Nature. Everything in nature is divine. Right. Both are beautiful in their own space. Right. Mm. So five things that you you carry when you travel. Think you have <laughs> five things. Five things that you cannot leave at home. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> could be any random thing. Yeah, that we carry our we carry our blender, our chopping board, and our knife, fruits, nuts, for sure. And I think an hour back, Heyman said the same list. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Himant had the same list which uh, we we discussed an hour back. Wow, fantastic! Um, is this compulsion? Hmm? Is this compulsion? This is compulsion. Yeah. So five things that you can't travel without. Yeah. So 
travel story documentation like how how do you prefer doing it or love doing it writing pictures videos pictures videos and mind mind is first priority that automatically happens for you i think for both of you or even your kids i think they must be sangeet is good in photography no kids do take pictures we don't and ah. sometimes the mind scans are better hmm and and how how do you share the travel story with your friends or family or guests usually over a dinner table or loose conversations how how do you wish to share loose conversations one to one again depending on everybody's need is right right like karen and ben was just going to agra so we gave them a contact they were planning to travel to my himachal uh, my Himachi. daughters and the way out Right, connecting all very depending on need based everything. Right, and right. I like I said earlier, at least I have given up talk. Hmm. My whole purpose is to listen and understand what somebody's need is. Hmm. Hmm. I remember you asking me, oh, and then you only figured that out for me actually. That why are you here? Yeah. And then you said that you are looking out for space. while i was enjoying the waterfall mm. so i think you listened to our interaction and then i think being more in nature and becoming more like an animal yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just figuring out because they understand it right they use the intelligence right yeah. so this question is not for himant this is for sangeeta because it is about books and you <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> any books that you recommend especially for people who love traveling or any books that you recommend to people or have you gifted uh, a lot of books traveling i don't know but mm. yeah two books that come to my mind one is when i was when our kids were growing up mm. it's called mm, how to talk to children so they listen and how to listen so they talk it's mm-hmm. a wonderful book yeah, you remember the author name okay it's i'll there, i'll, I'll find Google it and put it yeah i'll put it in the show it may be the, the other way around but that's what it is right and the other one which has always been a bible for us is um louise hayes you can heal your life that's that's been a bible fantastic 25 I've gifted this book to people. How many? And it came many. back to me with two two copies. <laughs> <laughs> And this guy said, "Man, you started it. I've given numerous copies to people. Nice. And I'm so giving you two copies because <laughs> nice. I know you're going to gift it away. When you keep in the latest, because you keep getting updated. Yes. So keep, keep the, the latest, latest one edition. with you and then pass it on. And keep the other one for somebody else. Mm. Mm. Great." uh so this this can be the last question and i i want an answer from both of you uh what advice would you give to your 20 year old self so what year old self hmm so if you imagine yourself as a 20 year old now what advice would you give <laughs> hmm. Since it's rapid fire, I'm ready. 
Yes, you are definitely. Be, be in the moment. Ask yourself for 20 days. The bigger purpose. Everything else can wait. Otherwise, it will take you 30 years, and at 50, you will ask yourself that question. Right, right, great. And Sangeeta, maybe something. For me, it's simplicity. For me, it's trust. Simplicity and trust. These are the two things which have taken me everywhere. I don't need to think. I don't need. I don't need to worry. I know if I have these two, I'm there. Right, great. All right. Thanks a lot, Hemant and Sangeeta, for being on the show. I'm Thank sure you. people are going to love uh, this conversation, and once they visit over here, they're going to love the place and all you guys, you and the kids, and even the staff over here. I think they are amazing, and you guys are doing a fantastic job. Um, all the best for your sacred garden, and uh, see you soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Deep gratitude to you. Gratitude to you for coming all the way. We really appreciate respect, and we pray that you blossom and bloom. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ciao. Before we take off, a quick appeal to all of you is to follow Checking Story on various social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Keep traveling and keep sharing travel stories with us. This is your host Soham signing off.